0: that we are back from uh, auditory corruption hell um, I I find the time has come for me to share a story from this past week Uh, (laughs) this past week Nova and I both got paid by our respective jobs which is good because we've been fucking broke since I got like sick for a week and a half Mm -hmm. uh, like halfway through May and then immediately after had to pay rent uh so we've been broke for the past like two weeks and only able to afford like very basic necessities Mm -hmm. um but this week we both got paid uh more than usual because we worked like overtime uh and we didn't have like significant necessities we had to worry about so we've been able to have like actually a little free money and do stuff Mm -hmm. so we got a new rock band guitar uh, cause Nova and I have been wanting to play rock band together for a while now, but we've only had the one guitar controller, and I can't play drums in this apartment cause we're on the third floor, and fair. uh, the last time we tried, immediately somebody knocked on our door and was like, hey um, I'm trying to sleep even though it's 3pm on a Saturday, and I'm like, okay, like, I guess that's fair, like, well, quiet down, but like, also, you were very rude. <laughs> like." literally the rudest way i could get a noise complaint from this guy because he was just very mean about it but um alas we we have two rock band controllers now right Mm -hmm. so uh nova has never really had the time to like sit down and learn how to play rock band and guitar hero like really well because like they want to play on expert which valid like i support them but um they're still getting there like they're getting better and better every night uh we play which has been really exciting to see um and i'm sharing this story because it was incredibly funny to both of us um we we're having a good time we're cruising through the campaign of rock band one because we're just going through the campaigns mm-hmm. uh just because like that that seems like a good way to w- learn is not picking like really hard songs and just you know yeah going with what the game gives us um so, eventually, we land on a specific song, and they've been playing bass because they just prefer bass. Um, we land on this one song, a little-known song called Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. I don't know it. <laughs> so, this song has like a bit more of a complicated bass part than a lot of what we had been playing this night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and as such, it was very much a struggle uh, for Nova um so they fail out immediately and like rock band for those who don't know has like mechanics where um you know you you hit like certain areas of the song like in guitar hero and you get like basically energy to activate what in this game is overdrive but we just call star power because we're both guitar hero people Mm -hmm. um and if your bandmate has failed out of the song you can activate star power to bring them back. Uh, and you can do this three... T- uh, e- each person ki- has up to three fails before they're just out of the song permanently. And then like you're on a timer before the song fails out. Mm-hmm. Um, So we got down to this rhythm where uh, we were having them fail out at specific points of the song, like having them like last until specific points of the song and just having me ride out the fucking, like, game's timeout mechanic yeah. as long as possible so we could survive the song. Um, and this continued for probably an hour and a half of us playing Sabotage. Good. But what's really great is that there are specific moments of the song that uh, ended up being really fucking funny because of this. Um I think it's something after like the second chorus of the song. Um like it goes into the silence for like 5 seconds or something mm-hmm. before the bass comes back in for their like do 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 like that sort of riff and it's like okay sick I love this but with the bass having failed out at that point <laughs> and nothing there um it, it's just complete silence for like 15 seconds. The crowd boos, and then the vocalist just goes, Whoa! Like, in the most hype, whoa, he can manage. <laughs> <laughs> it was just incredible. It just repeated like this multiple times. Um, we also managed to get to, like, 98%, 99% before failing out of the song, like, multiple times. And I made a, I made a post on Twitter that just says, band that traps you in a venue and forces you to listen to the first half of Sabotage for 45 minutes until they get it right. <laughs> <laughs> the band is named Squit. <laughs> Incredible. Top 10 experience. I love Rock Band. People should play Rock Band. Good ass game. Just don't play Rock Band 4, because uh, to play Rock Band 4, you're either going to need to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on new peripherals for Rock Band 4 or you're going to need to spend if you have like Xbox 360 peripherals you're going to need to spend upwards of $400 to get an adapter. So don't play Rock Band 4. Play like Rock Band 3 or earlier. You can get customs on the right disc of Rock Band Rock Band 3. If you see like a I believe it's the UCE. I think it's either I think it's the MTV logo. If you see the MTV logo on your disc of Rock Band 3, you can get customs on it, so
2: go go fucking wild. But what if you don't currently own the rock band peripherals, so regardless of which rock band you're playing, you're still buying all the peripherals? I mean, if it's just you, uh,
0: you can get, like, 360, like, guitar controllers for, like, $50, maybe less. Uh, if you know where to look, check your Goodwills like thrift shops you can get really lucky i my 360 rock band one controller uh which works fine like it works great um i found it at a goodwill for five dollars so like you know just check there you'll like you'll still have to get them obviously but it's a lot cheaper than spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to play rock band four yeah uh alas this is not a rock band podcast this is a bleach podcast this is it'll wash out a bleach rewatch podcast and i'm your co-host lily and i'm your co-host sam uh we did it we made it to the podcast and we made it to the Rukia episodes we're here we're here for better or for worse uh <laughs> rather than sharing opinions right off the bat i feel like we should probably just get into it unless you have a story you want to tell on the podcast or some chaos you want to inject into this
2: no, I think the fr- I think the front half of this podcast already has enough chaos. That's fair. That's
0: totally fair. So, let's get right into it with episode 160, Testament, Your Heart is Right Here. Which, I, I, I love this style because I'm a Testament main in Guilty Gear, but alas. It's time. We're back in the Rukia fight. After Aaron goes blob mode, it explains how he's going to be akin to fighting 30,000 hollows, He laughs and raises his trident as he moves towards Rukia. Uh, Rukia, at this point, is just thinking to herself how sorry she is that Kayan's body fell into the use of a hollow because she killed him to save herself. Even though he thanked her and she got the body back, it seems even that was a mistake, and she's out of strength to keep attacking his body. I hate this. She just completely gives up here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I fucking hate this. Like, um... The rest of this fight to this point was really good, and I think everybody who, like, is a frequent of this show uh, and remembers those episodes was will probably remember me being, I really hope she doesn't get stabbed in the chest. Immediately after her giving up, completely and utterly, she gets
2: stabbed in the chest by Aaron arrow <laughs> Yeah, like, I get what they're going for, and I, I can see it, because she's saying, like, I have huge survivor's guilt over this one event, but it's okay because at least I stopped them from, like, taking his body and using it for their for their evil ends. And then it's like, actually, no, you didn't actually protect his body. They got the body after all. And she's like, well, fuck. I guess this
0: is my fault, too. Time to give up and get stabbed in the chest. She's like, what did
2: I even kill him for? Like, what's the fucking point? Then she gets stabbed.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's, like, I wouldn't be so down on this bit if there was, like, at least some semblance of her being, like, I have to atone for this. Like, I have to, you know, get back in there and, like, do what I can now. But, no, she just gives up yeah, well, utterly we, and completely. We had that
2: several episodes ago. <laughs> in those yes! other, In those other episodes that were pretty good yes we had we had exactly that where she's like hey oh i i need to get back in there i need to atone i just can't fucking do it now fuck you
0: yeah no literally (laughs) at this point she's just like well i'm done trying to atone it's time to simply give up and die (laughs) it's like rukia come on like I get it, he went blob mode, but it's not that intimidating. He said he's, like, akin to fighting 30,000 hollows, but, like, come on, your survivor's guilt's been pushing you this far.
2: You can do it. There's also absolutely no actually fighting against them before this happened. Like, I think that's my problem, is that there's- they say, oh, it's gonna be a really hard fight, and she's like, I'm so tired, I can't even lift my sword anymore, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but it's like- we go from her confidently fighting to the point where she just gives up without really having like a huge inciting incident. Like the inciting incident almost happens off screen because it's, hey, she does her whole thing, she reveals the fact that he's not Kain, and then he says, "Actually, I do have Kain's body, so I'm basically Kain." Fuck you. Um, and yeah. yeah, now we're just gonna keep fighting. But like, she wasn't. She wasn't doing great in the fight, but it's not like she was doing dog shit either, like. I think another part of it for me
0: is that it comes back to the pacing thing of them like having all the cool shit like front loaded into the season and then having four episodes of Udu and Chad fights and then coming back to this and immediately being Rukia is giving up. Uh cuz like pacing wise if it were the rest of the fight before this point and then like it just went right into this i could maybe be a little less hard on it but because they chose to pace it that way it's just like okay well i'm excited to get back to the rukia fight like we had all this other bullshit let's get back to it and then she's like oh this is too hard i can't do it and i'm like okay all right bleach like i literally texted lynn i was just like ah rukia And they just go, what's going on this time? And I just say, stab. I get the response, stabbing or being stabbed. And I just say, you know, like, that's just how it goes. That's just how the bleach fight goes.
2: Yeah, I do have more to say about the pacing, but uh, as part of the manga bit's. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, So after
0: Erenero pierces her chest with his trident, uh, she starts to say goodbye to Kayan and her eyes fade as a voice calls her name. And now we're in a flashback where Kayan slaps her, telling her to stop daydreaming and that they're almost, quote, there. He tells her she's going to be left behind, and she runs to follow him through a clearing as she takes in the grass, the trees, the birds chirping, and runs right past him before realizing she remembers this landscape, when Kayan asks where she's going. Apparently, this is West Rukon District, Area 3, North End, Mount Koifushi. Um, This is where Kayan first trained her, and she remembers him introducing himself like back what we've seen before, basically. Uh, and then being criticized for her own introduction or lack thereof. Uh, She remembers this being an ordinary relationship, as Kayan tells her it's fine if she slips up and calls him captain. Uh, She remembers the ordinary being exactly what she was looking for, as she goes into another flashback of a training exercise in the academy where she got... No, this was not the academy one. As she goes into another flashback of a training exercise where she got distracted by a bird, allowing Kayan to disarm her, uh she finds it odd that she remembers everything from this time given how caught up in the moment she was there's like a small bit with her stomach growling and kyan tossing her sword back to her saying everybody has to eat it's normal like it's fine let's go get food uh she remembered having one concern though we cut to her returning home to her brother and telling him that the entrance ceremony went smoothly he asks what seat she made, and she apologizes because she was not able to reach an officer's seat. And Biakia asks her to leave. I like this scene. I I, I really like her returning home to Biakia and him being like, "What seat did you make?" Because it 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 it's just good. Like it it adds to the familial tension we already know was there.
2: Yeah, it's just it's really good stuff, and on- Another thing that I really like about this uh, this whole flashback bit is there's a couple of bits where sh- she's got, like, like her hair is just really frazzled. Yeah. And I think it looks great. They should put, like, Rukio's frazzled hair look more often. Um, also, when she's like, oh god, oh god, oh god, don't toss a fucking naked blade at people. What is wrong with you, Kaia? <laughs>
0: that bit was really good. Really, really good. I... I do like uh, most of this flashback stuff. I, there are some bits of it I'm down on, but like we'll, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, but like for the most part, I like this flashback stuff. Um, we cut to more training, this time with randos at the academy. As she explains, she never was all that skilled in the ways of the sword, but her keto received good grades in the academy. But even so, it was considered average... This part I am down on. Um, th- this is exactly what I was just talking about. Um, I'm down on this specifically just because we got all this cool shit with Rukia, like past couple uh episodes with Rukia, we got were really cool. We saw her doing cool shit. We've always heard, always, 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 that she is really good at keto, like really, really good at it. Uh, and just immediately in this flashback to be like, well, I got good grades in it, but I was just average. It's just like, just let her have this one thing, Kubo. Like, come on.
2: Yeah, like, I'm not so down on this because we've heard that she was good at Kido, but also that she was never able to be a seated officer. She's never made, like, a seat.
0: That's true. That's Which true.
2: by definition means that at best she is like, Top of the average people. Because she's, like, that means she's not even, like, the 15th best person in her squad. And her squad has Keone in it. And the other guy who I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, Like, I think I'm mainly just down on it because it feels like she just doesn't get to have anything. And, like, I don't need her to be the best at anything she does. But it, it feels especially undercut by what is happening in present time of mm-hmm. her like you know suddenly just giving up for her to just be like ah oh, yes I was the most average average person in the academy I, I was just okay uh, and you know that's that's just me I am just okay and that's
2: why I get fucked up every time I try to do
0: things and like I it's not ba-
2: terrible I want but... to push back against that read a little bit because what she's okay. sa- what she's saying isn't I was I was super average, and that's why I'm terrible. She's saying I was super average when I got out of the academy, and that's why Kyan took me under his wing.
1: That's
2: fair. That's a that's a fair read, and I do agree with you.
0: I like, I I really do think the reason I have come back so negatively on this stuff specifically again is just down to what is happening in the present present day, mm-hmm. like, and like it i agree with you fully and like i i don't think i'm as negative like talking with you about it which is often how this goes like i often have like very strong very strong and stark opinions about bleach while watching it and writing my notes on the episode and then we talk it out and like my opinions change and that's one of the things i love about doing this show um i i think the reason i have come down so negatively on it and like definitely not as much like talking to you about it but like is just down to like it feels like another chance to undercut rukia and Mm -hmm. like i'm just so hyper vigilant
2: about bleach doing that all the time yeah don't worry i'm sure there's way many i'm certain that there are more cases in the future just waiting for us for sure for sure uh moving on though
0: um she had wondered about her purpose for being here, like with the Soul Reapers, and asking Kyan about her purpose, who replies, It's obvious to fight and defend. And she's like, Okay, but like, what are we defending, though? Like, <laughs> He's uh, like,
2: Whatever, I guess.
0: <laughs> he literally just says all sorts of things all over the place. And I'm like, Okay, Mr. American Army Man. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> Yeah,
2: he's like, I became a cop to protect people. (laughs) Period. And then you're like, okay. Do Are there, like, particular... No, just... Just people. Just, you know, all sorts of people. Capital P people. (laughs) They're
0: just like, right, Sure, whatever. Sure, Kayan. Sure. Uh, Rikia calls this a crude answer, and she's like, I was actually, like, hoping you'd give me, like, you know, a real answer. And... He's like, all right, well, have you heard our Captain Ukitake's theory?
2: And she's like, um, no. She's like, no, this is my first day on the force. What are you (laughs) talking about? I haven't seen him. He's been sick with anime disease this whole time. (laughs) He really has.
0: Oh, poor Ukitake. Uh, And Kaya's like, well, anyway, there are two types of battles. Those to defend lives and those to defend people's pride. That's Ukitake's theory. I don't know why I'm shifting into this voice, but, you know. Uh, But in the end, Kayan believes that Ukitake is telling them to defend the same thing. Uh, Rukia asks what that thing is, and Kayan gives the most Kingdom Hearts-ass, Kingdom Hearts answer by literally going our hearts.
2: (laughs) It's not just that he says our hearts. It's the fact that Kayan follows it up with, whenever you make Whenever you think about someone or something or a place, whenever you make a bond with someone or something or a place, a heart is created, and it's not within either of you. It's it's the connection between you. That's the heart, and you have to protect the heart. It's like that's the point where I'm like, all right, Kyan, where's your fucking Keyblade? I know you're hiding one up your ass somewhere. <laughs> yeah
0: no I, I i was getting there thank you for taking over there genuinely but uh yeah no literally what he says um is he says our hearts and Rukia's is like well that's kind of melodramatic and kind like no 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 i'm being serious um and she, he's like where do you think the heart exists and rukia just like really fucking draws a blank here leo leo you're fine please
2: chill He is being a disaster right now. He just wants attention. He's like, my heart. My heart is here.
0: Do you want to lay down or are you going to put your claws in my leg again? So Kayen says, our hearts, which Rukia calls melodramatic and upsets Kayen, who's like, no, 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 I was being serious. He asks Rukia where she thinks that heart exists and she struggles to come up with an answer. She's just like... Sitting here, like, completely drawing a blank, just like, um, uh, this- this is a trick question. Fuck, 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 fuck. And she, like, eventually puts her hand on her chest and is like, here? And he's like, wrong answer!
2: Yeah, because she's like, <laughs> you- he can't meet like, the way he's talking- no way he just means, like, my heart heart, right? Like- Yeah. <laughs> she's like, does he mean my mind? Or my soul? whatever Uh, (laughs) what about the heart? heart no wrong and
0: uh yeah no it's a pretty good moment uh so kyan continues and he says exactly when we come into contact with one another a heart is created between us the heart isn't within our bodies it's created when we think about something or someone if i were the only person in the world i wouldn't have a heart if you want to if you want to be here from the bottom of your heart then your heart is here uh rukia remembers those exact words if your heart is here then that is your reason to be here Uh, that is your reason to be a cop because your heart's here um she also remembers him continuing and saying there is one thing you mustn't do when fighting from now on and that thing is to die alone never die alone Uh, He says their bodies are made of souls, and those souls turn to dust and become the reishi that makes up soul society. But where do our hearts go, he asks, and then answers himself, saying, our hearts go to our friends, and if they go to our friends, our hearts can live through them, so don't die alone. And Simple and Clean starts playing in the background.
2: (laughs) It really should, honestly. Like, (laughs) Like, this man is just like... He's he's the protagonist of a Kingdom Hearts game that hasn't come out.
0: Yeah, he like he's the protagonist for the Crisis Core to Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> basically. Like, Jesus Christ. Kyan is the most Kingdom Hearts-ass Kingdom Hearts protagonist we have gotten in Bleach yet. It is absolutely ridiculous. I do kind of love this, genuinely, but
2: also, it is very silly. It is, like, it is a, co- a cool speech, and it, ad- it gives, like, added context to, uh, like, his whole deal when he was fighting the Hollow, like, previously, and when he was asking uh, Rukia to kill him and, and everything, because he was like, I don't want to, like, go to the Hollow World and die. I want to die here with my friends, because I want them to witness my death and also, like, carry on my heart, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I do think it is a good moment overall like i i do really like it um i i do think i was definitely taken out of the scene a bit just because it was the most kingdom hearts ass thing that he could possibly
2: say but like that that's just how bleach is sometimes yeah it's like pause rewind 30 seconds start playing simple and clean all right kyan please continue yes exactly um
0: just dearly beloved starts playing in the background uh but um i, I <laughs> another funny bit because of this upcoming scene like i'll i'll add context to well not context but i'll, I'll add my own little funny bit that i had thought about um so cut back to erinero having stabbed rukia through the chest and laughing maniacally uh as she begins to recall bits and pieces of what we just saw before grabbing the trident Aaron is surprised to see that she's still conscious, but says it's unfortunate since she can't kill him. Uh, At this point, though, the trident starts freezing, and she begins to grab her broken sword as she says, I remembered. Aaron like, okay, well, I don't know what the fuck you remembered, but, like, your sword's broken. What do you plan
2: to do with that? Like, you're an eyesore. Go away. Yeah, it's like, like you can't even reach me with your sword. You're pointing it at my face, and there's still, like, ten inches left. The fuck are you gonna do? And at this point, she says, Sanomai Shirafune.
0: And with that, the rest of her blade forms an ice, piercing Eranera's head and removing the face of Kayan to reveal what's underneath. This part looks sick. It uh, looks so sick. Like, she, like, the sword like grows out of ice and basically, like, you, like, this might be a little gross to hear, but, like, it, it's... I promise it's less grotesque than I am describing, in my in my opinion at least. Uh, his face, like, basically peels away from, like, the middle, and just, like, it's gone. It's just gone immediately. Um, it, it's like the tube underneath is
2: just being unwrapped. Um, yeah. The best part to me is how they show—because they show you that there's, like, ice forming around her and everything, and then it shows— like, it shows you the tip of the sword being formed, and then it, like, comes down, to, like, back towards the hilt. But as it follows the motion, it's like, oh, most of the sword is, like, is inside his face already. Like, yes. you, d- you don't get the reveal that it's, like, through his head, although you can, you know, you can put it together if you were looking at the angle of where her sword was. But you don't get the actual reveal of, oh, she just fucking pierced it through his brain until... After you see this form, the swords start form together.
0: Yes, it, it's it's great because it like cuts this side shot where you just see it through the tube. That is Araneiro's like head. Um, it, it's just really fucking great moment. Like very very cool. Um, she says at this point, "I remembered where my heart is." Indeed, you have Sir Kion's body within you, but Sir Kion is not in there i am holding on to sir Kayan's heart farewell espada and with that Aranero's head tube and body both burst as the liquid within literally floods the halls of los noches it is so
2: good (laughs) yeah it's like oh there goes the there goes the the water balloon yeah no like very very good moment um
0: one of the heads, the, like, one with the higher-pitched voice, is just, like, literally begging for its life, and begging for Lord Aizen to save him, as he was told that if he stayed with Aizen, he'd be freed from all suffering. He keeps saying it hurts, and is just crying like a little baby. Meanwhile, the other head is just like, damn, this sucks, and just splits in <laughs> half and dies. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> Fuck. He literally just says, I can't agree with this, and then just fucking dies. (laughs) Mm, Don't like this. (laughs) Uh, Very, very, very good. Rukia lies on the ground and tries to get up, but collapses as she hears Kayan's voice telling her not to die alone. Tears streaming down her face as she remembers all of her friends, Byakia, and most importantly, Ichigo and Orihime. She thinks to herself, I know loneliness, the loneliness of being a prisoner, I know happiness, the happiness of seeing my friends coming to save me, and I know the terror of seeing a friend become injured and fail, before thinking to herself, don't worry, Noe, I'm coming to save you. Unfortunately, she now also knows the horrors of being a woman in bleach as we see her sword fall to the ground and the
2: episode ends. Yeah, it is unfortunate. It does make it like extremely tragic and sad and like it's it's done in a really cool way. Yes. But it is also like okay. So what's gonna happen here? I guess we have all we have also seen Chad it's not unique to her in this particular arc because we've seen Chad like get fucked up earlier. Right? For sure, for sure. Um It is really funny that Chad I think Chad is completely forgotten by the rest of the cast for now uh like yeah. the the next episode talks a lot about Rukia does, absolutely does not give a shit about Chad
0: yeah no it's really bizarre frankly because it's just like well Chad fucking ate shit last episode but who cares about him Rukia's in trouble and like i get it on 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 one hand i kind of get it cuz like they went through all that effort to save Rukia but also like give shout outs to my boy Chad like come on um it's it is frustrating being a Rukia fan. Um just because she gets this fucking amazing moment here where she does pierce Arenero's head and like it does make sense that she is like completely and utterly fucking like hurt here. But I think the reason it feels so so much more like undercutting Rukia once again is is simply because she gave up during the fight. And that is the whole premise of this episode. Is that she gave up when is like, I am akin to fighting 30,000 hollows at once. And then we're just like, well, shit, man, I guess I'll give up. And then has the flashback. And then it's like, wait, shit, no, I can do a thing. And then does the thing, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it- it's... It's not terrible like i think the episode works and i enjoyed it i was really glad to see rukia have this moment but to see her give up then do the thing and then still like fall down dying is very frustrating as a huge fan of rukia Hmm. does that make sense like and like yeah no it tracks okay I, I just want to make sure, like, my train of thought is, like, sound fair, and, like, I don't know. It, I like this episode. Like, I, I, I came away from this episode feeling hotter on it than I expected to be, especially given what happens in the episode. But mm-hmm. it is still frustrating. What were the post-credits and manga bits like this time, Sam?
2: So in the post-credits bit, we get the Soul Reaper Women's Association, where Yachter is, like... We don't have money. You've wasted all the money. <laughs> and was like, ma'am, you're the one who wasted all the money. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yachiru's got a plan. Or, er, not Yachiru, Nanao's got a plan. She's just like, so the human world has paparazzis. And these paparazzis make money by taking photos of famous people. <laughs> so what if... We became paparazzis Took photos Of famous people in soul society And made money (laughs) And everyone is on board So now My
0: my favorite thing about this bit is that As she's describing this The famous person that shows up on screen Is fucking (laughs) Aizen
2: Like flabbergasted My jaw dropped I was like what the fuck and,
0: and we're not talking, like, evil bitch-curl Aizen, we're talking Aizen with glasses. <laughs> like, back from fucking, like, episode 30 or whatever.
2: Yeah, like, Aizen who would have showed off, who would have been uh, displayed in the Shinigami uh, Court Squads Association's uh, yearly calendar or whatever. Yes!
0: It's it's incredible. This is the best bit we've gotten in forever. And now for the
2: month of May, Aizen. <laughs>
0: yes! God. Why would you have to... Why would you do my birth month, Sam? Why would you do my birth month? What does this mean?
2: It's month number five. Aizen is captain number five. Ah, you're right, you're right.
0: What do they do for the
2: 13th? Uh is always sick anyway, so he could never take photos. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> he is exempt. It just works out that way sometimes. God, I, I, I can't. Jesus Christ. What was the manga like? Well, wait, first... Basically, we're sh- we're sh- to finish off the uh, end of episode bit. We're shown two lists: our paparazzi's and our targets. So on the Shinigami Women's Association side, we've got Yachiru Nanao, Rangiku Soifan, Isane Kione, Nemu. Basically, the vice captains for the fourth, eighth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth division, as well as the captain of the second division. And their targets are all of the remaining captains, uh, who aren't like. Who have all the captains who haven't defected or are part of the Women's Association. Then we've got... Ideal. Then we've got Kira and Hisagi because they're in charge of their respective squads. And finally, we've got Yoroichi because Soifan needs someone to rule over, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume she, like... I assume that Yoroichi was not part of the list earlier because, you know, Urahara's not there. So why would Yoroichi be there? So I I bet, like, she was like... How dare you not include Yuroji? How fucking dare you? We are changing this list right now. <laughs> it's,
0: it's really good. This, this is straight up the best bit we've gotten in a long time. And I think it really goes to show that when these post credits bits are willing just to just go for it and go for this like completely stupid idea, we are here for it. We're here for the ride like I, i'm so here for this frankly
1: mm-hmm.
2: and as for the manga well speaking of the um speaking of just like the general pacing of uh, this whole bit first of all there's the fact that rukia looks really beat to shit in the manga in these scenes um compared to how she is in the animal
0: i'm sorry he's being such a butt this episode <laughs> Eh. hi yeah i i will pet you but you gotta be quiet can you do that okay rukia looks
2: fucking great in this panel holy shit yeah but she looks like a lot more wounded and hurt than compared to the rest of the compared to how the anime like depicts her right mostly yeah like they don't have like any of the the grime and bruises and she's not like bleeding from several cuts um, but basically the timing of where they end chapters versus where they end anime episodes. Mm-hmm. The chapter where she gets, like, her, sp- she gets, like, her double uh, containment spell into her lightning bolt to, like, reveal Aro face. Yeah. The reveal of his face is the end of the chapter. Oh, Like, she reveals, like, she manages to do the thing, and then his face, like, melts off, and he's like, Behold, this is my true visage, Aronido, the ninth espada. And, like, that's that's where the chapter fucking ends. I'm into that. I like that a lot, actually. The next chapter starts with him going, Okay, well, you caught me by the surprise, but, like, you didn't actually hurt me. Also, I can just remake Kain's face no problem and then he pulls out his um resurrection and then like just the two-page spread where his resurrection happens makes Rukia feel real small and weak in comparison oh wow yeah no for sure i
0: still think his resurrection
2: looks like fucking dumb as shit but it's, it's incredibly dumb but it's so much bigger in the manga than it is in the anime you can barely see him on the on the thing um and like at the end of her like she was like okay i've done my gambit and now i I can keep fighting and she's like your gambit didn't do shit also here's my release form you're gonna get fucked up um and then it finishes with these four pages uh uh, discord why ah classic discord You'll notice that when she's jumping into attack and she's like talking to herself about Kain, there is no big flashback there. She just she has like a single panel, very small and distant shot of Kain's back after when he's dying. That's really good. I'm into it. And then yeah. like she gets countered by an uh, by a tentacle, and then she gets stabbed by the trident. And like this is the end of a, of this chapter. Like the chapter ends there. I I like this better because it doesn't as
0: much feel like she's just given up, like, immediately.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, she's having the, um, she's having the same speech, but it's in direct reaction to being shown that, like, fucking giant release. And she's like, I was running on fumes and I thought I could keep fighting, but also what the fuck am I gonna do against this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, like the the difference is very stark because it is straight up in in the anime kyan tells her that he's gonna be not kyan era nero tells her that oh wow i'm so fucking powerful dude and then he starts laughing and very slowly moving towards her and ricky is just like well shit i guess i better give up and this they are actively fighting and then she gives up as she's like struggling and that's, that's better to me because it at least shows us that she was trying up until this point,
2: you know? And then the other uh, things that changed are, like, most of the stuff that changed is just, like, when she's having flashbacks or, like, slightly extended or, when like, when she's thinking about her time in the Academy, it's, like, a single panel instead of, like, a scene, that kind of stuff. Um, but there's also, like... When she's thinking about the joy of being rescued, it's not the shot of Ichigo showing up on Sokyoku Hill. It's the shot of Renji leaning into her and when she's in her cell alone and saying, I thought you should know that Soul Reaper guy is here and causing trouble. That's
0: that's good. That's really good.
2: Yeah, like I'm actually kind of weirded out by the fact that they went with the other shot i get it like that's the like big triumphant ichigo shot but it makes so much sense to be like oh when she was depressed and wanting to die the thing that made her like the nugget of information that made her go oh actually i kind of want to live or i'm starting to worry about people that's the thing she thinks of when she's thinking of the joy of being rescued by a friend
0: yeah for sure i think one of the other things i want to note here looking at these manga pages and one of the things that i think is a, such a subtle change but actually has like a really large effect on how i read um rukia like quote giving up um in the anime her eyes basically glaze over as soon as she gets stabbed. um like, her eyes glaze over to the point where it's like, okay, Rukia's just fucking done. She's finished. In the manga, um, in, in the last page you sent me, Sam, mm-hmm. um, like, she gets stabbed, and we have this very close-up panel of Rukia's eyes. And to me, these eyes don't show me that she is dying and giving up, it shows me that she is literally about to remember something that is going to change her worldview about this moment um like these do not look like the eyes of somebody who has completely given up hope to me these look like the eyes of somebody who is desperately trying to find something to believe in at this moment and i think that's so much better
2: yeah i i will say that in the next chapter like they like They are doing the thing where the light flows from her eyes, because they're doing the thing where she's, like, blacking out of blood loss into the, um, and then going into the flashback.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. I I, I think the difference for me is that it's it's not immediate here, you know?
2: Yeah. And then the, the other, there was another page that I want to show, but basically when he's saying his whole thing, like, his whole speech, where he's like, hey, like... Don't die alone. You mustn't die alone, so you have to like leave your heart with your friends, etc, etc, etc. Um when he's telling that part, it's superimposed with it's like a it's a really weird panel because it's you see a big white space, and then inside that white space there is a like small framed like portrait of Kain's last words. And and again at the start of this episode there is no flashback to like kyan saying i can leave my heart here they saved that for this bit so it's like she's thinking back on it and remembering that he says i can leave my heart here and that's the exact like as soon as this page is done like you turn the page and she does the thing where she does the sword or like she you know she like grips the trident and she moves her sword into position like she starts fighting back as soon as this page is done that's preferable. Like the pacing of this page of this whole sequence of chapters is really fucking good. Um. Also, the whole sequence with the sword also looks fantastic in the manga. Honestly, I I actually recommend that you take the time afterwards to go read the uh, chapters two sixty one to two sixty eight. Um. Okay. Just because it's such a different vibe in the manga from the anime, and, you know, part of it is from them shuffling the fight around other fights, and part of it is, so it's, like, it gets to flow in the manga, and part of it is just, like, the vibe is just completely different. <laughs> that makes
0: sense. Like, yeah, no, I will definitely have to check that out when I have free time.
2: <laughs> yeah, and also, uh this might be less interesting for the, uh for everyone listening on the audio side, but, like, each of those chapters has a small like end of chapter image like in the in the corner page, which uh, Kubo does sometimes. And it's like there's one for when she first meets Aroniro. There's one when he betrays her. there's one when she starts fighting back and saying like you don't get to say the name Kain anymore. There's one for um, there's a chapter that ends with him like showing off his trident basically uh there's another one when she unveils his mask and then there's f- there's like two final ones which one of them is like what is your regret and um there is no heart without you uh which are just like the things that she's thinking of throughout the fight and you can see that like it's the bird when it's like it's the waves of when kyan unleashes his trident it's the bird that she was thinking of during that training exercise. It's the trees moving in the wind when they had that conversation.
0: I I really like these. Uh, I am a really big fan whenever Kubo does this at the end of chapters. I think this is one of my favorite
2: things he does, honestly. Yeah, it's just really good ways to just like keep going. Just have like an emotional through, court, uh, through line. Across these various ep- uh, chapters, because some of them are also interspersed with um, what we're going to see in the next episode, and some of the, like we, some of the stuff we've seen in the last episode, right? Uh, yeah. But it still keeps the focus on Rukia and just makes all like this whole arc, this whole fight, is contained within one volume of the manga. I I am so
0: glad, thankfully, that like that's good, good.
2: Like you get one chapter. Uh, you get like one and a half chapters to be like Chad finished off uh, the Afro guy and then got his uh, then got his ass handed to him by um, Noitora and then it jumps into this arc like this fight and then this uh, this last chapter where she defeats him is like the last chapter of the of the book. It's like oh, the spacing for the vo- for the volumes and the manga chapters fucking impeccable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, like, this, this volume sounds really, really good. I, wow. (laughs) I, I don't know. The manga version of this fight just sounds so much better
2: to me, (laughs) overall. But I am really curious to hear what your thoughts are if, like, by reading it and seeing if you come out with, Hey, Sam, actually, you're full of shit, this is basically the same thing, versus, (laughs) actually, no, I've got a different appreciation of the... Of the encounter
0: Yeah no for sure Like I might try and get around To it tonight um, Like when I go to bed just because like uh, Lately When I've been going to bed uh, I had to take A break from it because that game has some fucked up Shit in it but I've been trying to go through Tsukihime mm-hmm. um, And like I, I'm about Halfway through the first route in that And uh, there's some fucked up shit in that game Sam <laughs> uh,
2: Yeah there's, uh, there's some fucked up shit in that game <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, don't play Tsukihime, or do just read a lot of content warnings and know what you're getting into, because, like, I I did do that, but, like, it can still be, uh, a lot.
2: Yeah, like, uh, I love it, but also, yeah, no, if you're going to get into it, just look up a list of content warnings online.
0: Or listen to Fate Moon Archive. Like, I, I did start listening to that podcast on your recommendation, and that helped me know exactly what I was getting into, and, like, actually want to read it myself Mm. uh just to like see like how it's actually written but you know i i do recommend that pod
2: yeah Uh, well sounds to me like we are basically done with this uh episode so we should cut the break absolutely let's cut the break let's get right back into it with episode 161 the cruel iron car Bukhiora's provocation we open the episode on renji's bankai getting shredded to bits as xyloporo explains that this room was modified specifically to negate renji's ultimate move he has info on it down to the exact reishi composition uh from when renji fought xyloporo's older brother Grunts during the like Initial, um, or not initial, but when he's the big bull guy, when Grimjow came to the human world with a bunch of dudes, uh, the big bull guy was this guy's brother. Apparently, but he doesn't give a shit about him. He's like, oh yeah, I just had a bunch of bugs inside of him recording everything that he, that happened, and uh, I'm glad that uh, those came back safely. I don't give a shit about their box. Who cares? And uh, I, like, hear that he's kind of like, you may have expected this to be a fight for revenge,
0: to avenge my brother, but actually, I'm evil, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> he's like, I don't give a shit at all. I'm an evil little freak. I don't care about my brother.
2: Yeah, and now he's like, and now that you're completely fucking harmless, uh, time for me to kill you so I could dissect my first, like, corpse that was able to use bunkai. Hell yeah. Oh, and then we just... Get a whole repeat of Aroniro's death scene. Yeah, they, ju- they just play it again. Uh, yeah, so that we can see like the Espada reacting to. it. Like this is the thing in in the manga it it was showing the death scene and then it immediately flows into these reaction shots because it's just part of the same chapter. Um, <laughs> it's it's a lot, <laughs> uh, but yeah. But basically, it's just all the Espada notice and. Most of them are just, like, write him off or call him weak, and just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, One of them, though, Stark, is sleeping. So his little kid subordinate, Lilinette, just, like, jumps on him and beats the shit out of him to tell him the news. He knows, obviously, and he's like, what the fuck do you want me to do about it? I... had
0: some questions about this part. Um... Uh, Starting with Lillinette's design and the cuts away. I realize it's just him, her tickling him, but also
2: it is very strange and very uncomfortable. Yes, her design is too lowly for me. Yeah,
0: no, she looks about 12 and she is very scantily dressed. Um, like, you can basically see her most of her chest area. And she is basically just wearing the shortest shorts one can imagine, and yeah, no, it's bad. It's really bad.
2: Yeah, it's bad. It's like, what if Yachiru was wearing a g-string? Is like the same like reaction I'm getting, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not good, and I I think that coupled with them like cutting away while she's like on top of Stark tickling him is just very uncomfortable because it's not very clear what's happening upon first watch and it's just like what is going on. This dialogue is like very not good and implies something else is happening and it's just bad. It's
1: bad overall.
2: Yeah, it's weird and they're like they're they're using like negative uh space to like create some like bad jokes that are are frankly offensive. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so back in the big room, Renji is going hog wild with Zabimaru and he's actually giving Zyla Poro a hard time uh, until he just says, actually, no, just kidding. Psych. like, I was just pretending to have a hard time to fuck with you.
0: <laughs> when, when I was watching this, this fight, I was just like, wow, Xyle really studied the matchup, but not the execution behind the matchup. And then I was like, oh, no, he's just fucking with Renji. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and Renji even realizes, like, oh, he when I was attacking him and he was going like, oh no, it was me, I'm getting fucked up. Um, he hasn't actually taken, like, a step back in the whole exchange? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then Zile starts attacking, and it looks like Renji is well and truly fucked. At this point, uh Zyla Poro's own subordinates, Tweedledee and Tweedleugly show up to mention that <laughs> Araniru's dead. And Xyle's like, oh, damn. Congrats, one of your friends actually killed an Espada.
0: I I love that he, like, puts his hand up to his ear. He's like, hold on, I'm just hearing reports on my Bluetooth receiver. Uh, Your friend is fucking
2: dead. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you know, she died to do it. But hey, you actually took out an Espada. Like, good job. No one would have expected that from any of you, like... You oh. know,
0: I I think okay, I think I've cracked the code, because I was trying so hard to figure out why I actually really enjoy Xyloporo on screen, while while I hate Myuri, and I I think the reason is because Zalaporo is so fucking evil and creepy and this weird little freak scientist dude, and Myuri is the same thing except we're supposed to think Mayuri's a good guy.
2: It's not about crimes. It's about presentation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so like I really
0: like seeing Xylopora on screen I think he's a very fun villain
1: yeah
2: he definitely has more charisma than Mayuri so. for sure but yeah, so at this point Renji starts attacking more fiercely enough to surprise Zile. but we're gonna learn more about that later presumably because first we have to cut back to old Kiora showing up to meet Ichigo and he's like, Oh, you actually noticed your friend stopped fighting. Congrats, you aren't complete garbage. Um they have a like really tense standoff and then Okira says your friend is dead. Like super dead. <laughs> like extra super dead. Like super, <laughs> super 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 dead. Um and you know it's like oh how do you know this? no nah, nah, nah. then it's like oh well it's because Espada number nine's role and one of his special abilities because You know, he had 33,000 special abilities, let's not forget. (laughs) uh, Was that he could convey info on people he fought directly to all of his allies. So all of the Espada are aware that Kuchiki is dead. At this point, we get a short scene of Orahime banging against her door, desperately pleading to be let outside. It cuts to Rukia, like, it's the exact same shot from the previous episode where she's, like, trying to crawl forward and she can't like her her arm holding her broken store just falls down back down to the floor uh, and then back to urihime who was crying and she didn't want things to happen like this like she didn't want people to die for her at this point ichigo starts walking away from Okiyara, who's like where the where are you going <laughs> like they're standing face to face and then ichigo just starts walking left and Chico, it's,
0: it's a lot
2: <laughs> and then she goes like listen you personally haven't actually hurt any of my friends yet so I don't have a grudge against you like I don't if I can get out of this without having to fight you that's like a plus scenario I'd be great with this and Okira is like alright then what if I told you I'm the one who brought Orihima here and in, it's instantly to the point where like he does the flash step and Nell just falls to the ground <laughs> Ichigo yeah. is immediately in Ulquiorra's face attacking him. <laughs> I
0: I do like this reaction. I I have a take. Uh which I I guess isn't so much as a t- of a take so much as an opinion. I'm kind of bored by Ulquiorra at this point. Uh just like at this current point of the show. Um, and I'm sure we'll get more with him that will make me a bit hotter on him, but for the character that I think most people consider, like, one of the big villains of Bleach, I am kind of just, like, meh on him at this point.
2: Yeah, like, is just not interesting, or at least he he isn't interesting yet, if he becomes interesting later. Um. Yeah,
0: I I think a lot of that does come with, like, um him being so emotionless and i get that that's kind of the point but But it's it's not
2: emotionless in a fun way is the problem
0: exactly like we're just getting him being emotionless and saying really cruel things and it it's not as interesting as it could be because we don't really know anything about him yet and i i think it that's something that will probably change but it's like to this
2: point i'm just like he's just kind of here you know yeah, like I'm going to say some blasphemy but even Mayori's like data focused emotionless like I'm saying some things that are re- real whack shit to say but you know I don't care because I'm just looking at the data stuff makes is more interesting to see on screen than yes. the way Okkur like presents information I I agree cuz like I,
0: I think even though, like, I think the difference for me in terms of, like, um, Mayuri being at least, like, entertaining on screen to what we get with Lokiora is Lokiora's way of speaking and way of interacting with people at this point is very formulaic. It's he presents the information and then he says something very cruel. That's what he does. That's his thing. Uh, And then, like, he shows a display of power because he's a big, bad, strong guy. Um, Mayuri's, for example, uh, as a character both of us dislike uh, very strongly. Mayuri is interesting in that even though his his manner of speaking is also very formulaic, and then he's like, I'm going to say some fucked up science shit. At least with him, we get to see some weird, creative, new gross science shit he's up to you know i don't know that that's just my take (laughs)
2: there is like an ex there is some extra uh like stuff that we'll get later related to ulcura's character and why not why he's like this in the show but Mm -hmm. why he's like this as a character in the manga bleach um yes there is stuff about that that's going to come later and i think that's got some interesting stuff but it doesn't make him an interesting character now. Like even with yes. that in mind he's still like really flat and the scenes with him are I'm always like oh my god could you just leave so we could do something else. <laughs> yeah, like I'm interested in seeing him fight but that's about it.
0: Um I I'm not really all that interested in him as a character yet because he hasn't really given me a reason to be interested. Like I'm I'm much more interested in like Grimjaw um even though like Grimjaw also has like a very one note personality to this point like at least there's more to grim Jiao
2: that could be very interesting or fun yeah but it's like it's dynamic which is the important part exactly exactly yeah and that's well that's the end of the episode so uh- <laughs> um, well i guess they're the only last thing is after he uh clashes with okiora um Ichigo, it just says, "All right, well, if I'm gonna fight, we're gonna fucking fight." And then he goes to the bug guy.
0: Classic Ichigo, except not classic Ichigo because this is the first time he's been like, "All right, I'm just fucking
2: going in." He learned his lesson.
0: He Dardone, did learn his
2: lesson. Dardoni, your son has grown. Your nino has grown. <laughs> uh, as for the post-credit scene, the it's we get Byakuya who's preparing to do like large brush calligraphy, like when you see like giant banners and shit. Mm-hmm. And suddenly one of his, like, tatami mats races up, and there's Isani and Nebu, And the latter is just saying, butter, butter, butter. <laughs> and taking just a ton of flash photos with a camera. They attempt escape and are immediately captured by Byakuya's ninja squad. And then he's drawing his blade, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but you absolutely made a mistake when you picked me as an opponent. <laughs> Isane and Nebu eliminated it's really good
0: 10 out of 10 bit I, I I love Nemu saying butter I love them running away very cartoonishly I love Biakia basically snapping his fingers and the guards showing up it's it's great thank you
2: and I, I love him just being like I have no idea what this is but you came to fuck with me no 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 <laughs> you are going to regret this day It's honestly so fucking funny. Uh, And then the manga, there's just not really a lot. Like, there's a cutaway with Uryu that I didn't mention because nothing happens. Uh, That's not in the manga. And then the entire section with Renji, like, gaining the upper hand for a little while, that's also not in the manga. That was just, like, some extra stuff that they added for Zile. And that's kind of it. Like, the rest of the manga is just, (laughs) all right, sure. Same thing.
0: That yeah no that doesn't sound like all that much not not nearly as much as the Rukia episode
2: yeah it's also this is kind of like where I guess one one of the things is that it's like okay this episode is made from parts of chapter two sixty five which is several chapters back and then it's chapters two sixty nine and two seventy right so yeah but that's more of a like consequence of the reordering of fights but. I think everything's back on. I think everything's pretty much back on track. The timelines have been synced up again. Everything's in order. Yeah,
0: that's good to hear because I was very weirded out by the pacing. <laughs> well, we we did it. We made it through these episodes. Uh, we spent way longer on the Rukia episode than I expected to,
2: but it, it was kind of a lot. Yeah, it's it's. I think overall, I like the. I really like the episode. There is. I would have preferred if they've kept a, a similar um s- like structural flow as the manga because like, it really hurts the enjoyment of the last like just the last episode based on that Rukia arc um that Rukia fight um but overall I like the I still like the episode. The second episode is whatever. It's mid-tier, yeah, like mid-tier setup bleach it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, I liked seeing Xyle on screen. Uh, like, I, I, have been enjoying him and I'm very, very curious to see if my enjoyment of Xyle continues. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hotter on Bleach in the moment than I have been, uh, like earlier in these, like these arcs, uh, especially when they were fighting like, uh, on Espada, I think is what they were called. Um, but like I, I'm, I'm excited. We're like getting into the thick of it, and I'm hoping we're gonna get some like big, more interesting stuff. Um, because it does seem to be building to that. Um, I know we've got a filler art coming up in the next few weeks, which is gonna be, that's gonna be a time. Um, now, now, Sam, I, I did, did do some math because I was very curious. Hmm. Uh, um, so. I know we had done this previously, but obviously we took like that three month hiatus like last year and we've had like a lot of breaks since then. Um, So if we keep on at our current rate uh, and this is assuming no breaks, which I know we're going to have breaks probably like it, at the end of every season for like a week. Um, Do you want to guess when we'll be done with the original anime of Bleach and the three movies we have left to cover? uh
2: i'm gonna ballpark january
0: twenty
2: twenty four june thirtieth twenty twenty four okay that's not
0: so bad yeah no only like, we' we're, we're we're getting through it we have two more years of this and then um we we've got you know the uh thousand year blood war arc so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a time. I I think we've got a lot of stuff we can get through. A lot, a lot of stuff. I'm excited. I I'm excited. I'm hotter on Bleach right now than I have been in a bit. So
2: well, we'll see how long that stays.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I well we'll see how our trip to New Captain City goes because that's gonna be a filler arc, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, because we st- we have not yet reached the point where viewership of of Bleach like fucking dr- fell down a ditch, like. <laughs> Now, is it just that the hype was gone, or they changed time slots, or maybe they took some time off and a bunch of people didn't come back after? Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah,
0: that's what we're here for. Um, Like, I I think it's going to be really interesting moving forward, just because um, I don't think either of us has seen any of the other
2: filler arcs, right? Correct. I have seen one, maybe two episodes of the of the uh captain arc and i think i'm aware i might be aware of like who the antagonist is or like where the antagonist comes from in that arc. I, I i
0: think i'm like vaguely aware of who the antagonist is from vibes alone but
2: that's about it <laughs> and then i'm aware of like the premise of the filler arc after that and then i think there's another filler arc that i have no idea what it is
0: yeah i i'm not entirely sure uh we we've got some stuff but uh we have some exciting things coming up at least i i'm I'm gonna let y'all know right now next filler arc not gonna be boring in terms of podcast i promise it's gonna be a time i actually don't remember
2: if i've actually told sam what's going on there but uh well, you shouldn't, because the idea is that we're going in blind.
0: Oh no, I mean not with the filler arc. What we're doing with the filler arc? Oh, also,
2: <laughs> also a no.
0: All right. Well, I will. I will end this podcast. You can find us on Twitter at BleachCast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore Pause. And my schedule for Twitch streaming has shifted a little bit because uh, doing three days a week was just too much. Uh, I'm going to be streaming Tuesdays and Fridays, Guilty Gear Strive, uh, practicing for an upcoming local tournament next month. Uh, So I'm going to be streaming every week, Tuesdays and Fridays at around 3 p.m. PST.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ.
0: I also don't normally say this, but like, if you listen to our show regularly, genuinely like shoot us a review. Like I, I never say that, but we also don't like we don't advertise our show or like do anything really to promote it. And like I'm not like super about that growth mindset, but like if you want more people to listen to our show for whatever reason, uh, because like I certainly wouldn't mind, but like it it's whatever, honestly. I'm just happy the people who listen are happy with the show um just like shoot us a review you know talk about it do whatever you want uh that being said i hope you have a great week and stay cool chads
2: i'm pretty much charged around here
0: no you're fucking not don't give me that shit i edit this podcast
3: demo